chapter sixteen of prodigal daughters by joseph hawking this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by kate follis chapter sixteen eleanor secures a position while colonel trelawney was travelling from plymouth to london eleanor and peggy were sitting in an uncomfortably furnished room in a large block of buildings not far from the holborn town hall the former was very pale and much wrought upon except for her pallor however she showed very few signs of it she was quiet in her movements and spoke in a natural tone of voice eleanor was not given to excitement and she prided herself upon hiding her feelings she had on the previous day come to an important decision under the influence of tamson corey and others of her friends she had determined to leave home her anger with her father had been increased by what these women had said to her if you are willing to be a doormat tamson had said to her and have not enough spirit to stand up against a tyrant then you'll knuckle down to him but i hope you are not that kind of girl strike for liberty you can do very well for yourself without his help eleanor had been silent at this outburst even although she agreed with her friend she was not quite happy at the thought of it you say he is going to dictate to you as to all your doings went on tamson and that he has forbidden you to take me to your house because i march with the times i tell you my dear if you don't strike for liberty now you will never get it make a bold stand and he'll come to your terms tamson's influence over eleanor was very strong and eventually she went to a place of business in the city whose manager was acquainted with the head of the firm for which she had worked during the war ah miss trelawney said mr wakeham when eleanor was shown into his room glad to see you i wondered what had become of you since you left downey in spring i often told mr spring that i envied his possession of you i see however by the papers that your father has come home so i expect you'll not want another job on the other hand that is just why i have come to you eleanor replied what you want a place i want one very badly she replied then why didn't you stay on at downey and springs i was tired of it just for the moment she replied and mother did not want me to stay there any longer but surely now your father has come back he'll not want you to be working in the city look here mr wakeham eleanor said in a burst of confidence i am tired of the idea of staying at home what is there for a girl like me there and what future is there for me of course you will marry replied mr wakeham no thank you eleanor rejoined i hate the idea of marriage 
come come protested mr wakeham that won't do any one like you who has a dozen chaps running after her please mr wakeham interposed the girl please do not talk to me in that way i have determined to earn my own living and knowing that you were acquainted with the work i did at downey and springs i thought you might have an opening for me here in fact i heard you wanted a private secretary and you have come to ask for the post asked mr wakeham there was a suggestion of eagerness in his voice if you think i'll suit replied eleanor the man looked at her intently for a few seconds without speaking and he seemed to be thinking deeply my present secretary is leaving he admitted presently she is getting married but i am afraid i cannot offer you anything for a while and just at present secretaries are getting as thick as blackberries on a bramble bush i have come to you for the post anyhow replied eleanor again mr wakeham looked at her intently and made a mental note of the fact that she was a handsome girl very attractive almost fascinating he had been particularly struck with her while she had been at downey and springs and had been impressed by the fact that she had been spoken of there as a brilliant secretary what salary do you want he asked mr burnham told me when i left that i was worth two hundred a year replied eleanor oh but that was during the war replied mr wakeham quickly things are on a different footing now thousands of secretaries have been turned out from government offices and there is a slump in salaries his manner had changed towards her almost unconsciously while she had been at downey and springs she was the daughter of colonel trelawney who had worked there from patriotic motives but now she had put herself on a level with thousands of other girls what could you afford to give me asked eleanor it's a bit difficult to say what would you like i am going into a flat replied the girl that will cost me something going into a flat he asked eagerly yes may i ask why because i am tired of living at home and there was a tone in her voice which made mr wakeham reflect again the gallant colonel strict on discipline eh and he leered at her as he spoke i have decided to go into a flat was all the girl said in answer to this ah that puts a different complexion on it said mr wakeham reflectively i work my secretary pretty hard you know i'm not afraid of work replied eleanor when she left the office half an hour later it was on the understanding that she should commence to work on the following monday and mr wakeham looked at himself in the mirror with evident satisfaction 
perhaps this was the reason why she had been irritated and almost angry when rod ravenscroft had spoken to her about her friendships on her return home that day and now she sat alone with her sister in the shabbily furnished room she had taken in spite of her misgivings the romance and excitement of the situation still gave a glamour to the future she had at all events justified her position to her father and shown him that she was not to be trifled with peggy on the other hand seemed to have no misgivings whatever she was but a child scarcely eighteen and revelled in the thought of her liberty she had an interview with barnes and his love-making had been so emphatic that she was almost delirious in her joy think of it she cried won't he have a fit when he finds out eleanor made no reply older and more thoughtful than peggy she had sense enough to see the gravity of the situation added to this she was not altogether happy about barnes she instinctively felt his commonness and his lack of breeding and but for her father's insistence that peggy should have nothing more to do with him she might have tried to persuade her to give him up inexperienced as she was she felt that peggy was taking a grave step and she did not feel happy about it had they like thousands of other girls both left home simply with the determination to make their own living and had peggy succeeded in getting a situation equal to her own she would have had no qualms but she did not admire barnes and she felt vastly uncomfortable jim will be here first thing in the morning peggy said with a laugh of triumph do you still persist in that business eleanor asked of course i do laughed the other jim is getting the license and says he has got a nice little flat ready for us won't it make his lordship sit up when he knows it you are a fool peg there was bitterness in eleanor's voice that's all you know about it while you are plugging away in the city i shall be enjoying myself i tell you you will get tired of him insisted eleanor will i i am not that sort when i make up my mind i don't alter besides what business had he to insult jim i'll let him see that i am not a dog of the fetch and carry order ordered jim out of the club did he told him that if he came to the house he'd be kicked out i'll let him see besides we have agreed that we are both to go our own way all right assented eleanor somewhat wearily if you have made up your mind you have only i cannot do anything for you after your marriage who wants you to asked peggy i am able to take care of myself i can tell you and jim is so mad about me he'll do whatever i want him to 
the following morning eleanor had an appointment with tamsin corey she left the flat just before nine o'clock leaving peg alone in spite of their professed delight at having their liberty neither of them had slept much during the night and although eleanor would not admit it to herself she could not help comparing the shabby little cupboard of a bedroom with that of her own sleeping-room at hampstead however the glamour of the new situation still cast its spell upon her and she left to keep her appointment with tamsin in a confident if a somewhat defiant state of mind i shall be back in a couple of hours peg she said to her sister see that you don't make a fool of yourself while i am away what do you mean and there was a suggestion of anger in the younger girl's tones i am not going to stand any nonsense with barnes you know that's my affair snapped peggy i do not interfere with you and i'll not have you interfere with me why i might as well have stayed at home if you are going to try to pull the elder sister stunt besides i shall be all right i can take care of myself eleanor had not long left the flat when barnes appeared evidently that gentleman was slightly nervous and more than a little ill at ease he was neither so confident nor so deliriously happy as he had appeared on the previous night he too looked as though he had spent a wakeful night his eyes were a trifle bloodshot and his face had an unhealthy appearance still he entered jauntily and greeted peg very fervently my word little girl he said you look a little bit washed out this morning not quite up to the mark eh you're not frightened are you the old man is in plymouth you know have you got the license jim she asked at length no replied barnes i'm not so sure it's as easy as we thought what do you mean and she looked at him suspiciously mean well it's not so easy to explain you see we shall have to be very careful of course we shall we have discussed that a score of times have you found out anything new barnes looked at the girl intently there was a look in his eyes which she did not like there was something of shame in them but more of evil and determined as she was she felt a little afraid i suppose you have not got a drop of whisky in the place asked barnes i feel a bit below the mark this morning and and but of course you haven't girls are not like fellows in that direction tell me what you have in your mind jim persisted the girl why are you talking so strangely it's about the license you see the law is very strict and i could easily get into trouble get into trouble how well for one thing you are not eighteen yet and i have to give your age and as far as i can find out a girl is legally under her parents control until she is twenty-one don't you see do you mean that you want to back out asked peggy oh no no replied barnes quickly 
nothing of the sort back out indeed why peggy i love you like my own life i would do anything everything for you but still i do not understand persisted the girl oh it will be all right said barnes soothingly don't you fear little peg i'll make it all right you love me don't you i should not be here if i did not replied peggy evidently comforted by his warm protestations of love of course you would not that's why i feel as i do about this marriage business married or not we love each other just the same don't we little peg of course we do but tell me what you mean i was only thinking about what tamsin cory said last sunday night and again barnes looked uncomfortable after all what is marriage it is simply two people who love each other taking each other as man and wife it doesn't matter a bit about preachers and law and that kind of thing for that matter i regard myself as married to you now you love me and i love you and always shall love you as long as i have breath not all the marriage services in the world could make me love you more or make you more my wife than you are now don't you see little peg there kiss me again and tell me that you love me why are you saying all this she asked after he had been talking some time i'm saying it because it would be worse than death for me to give you up he cried with a strong affectation of fervour look here peg suppose the registrar refuses to grant the license because you are under age would you be willing to give me up but you can surely get over that jim i have often heard of girls of my age getting married yes if we had got your father's consent it would have been all right but you see he won't give it then we must do without it you told me we could you said all we had to do was to get a special license from the registrar and that nothing could stop us yes yes i know that is what i have hoped for and what i have dreamed about for oh peggy you are all the world to me but you have found out what kind of a man your father is by this time he is a regular military martinet and if i told a lie about your age and we got married he could bring us up for perjury and perhaps get me sent to prison on the other hand i could not wait until you are twenty-one i simply could not peggy when barnes left the flat half an hour later he was in a triumphant mood i've got her he cried she loves me so that she will do anything rather than lose me when i told her about the little flat i have rented and pictured our happiness together in it i saw tears of joy come into her eyes i may have a bit of trouble but i'll get my own way and then the colonel will come to my terms barnes spent the rest of the day avoiding his acquaintances and after dark that night made his way to his mother's house in camden town what are you doing here asked his sisters 
who were evidently much surprised to see him why should i not be here you told us you were going to get married to-day edith replied if you are you should be with your wife what about the little flat you've taken that's my own business replied barnes is it maybe it's our business too rejoined the sisters we know more than you think what do you know we know that if you are not careful the whole business will be stopped was edith's reply stopped how can it be stopped colonel trelawney was here this morning here before we had finished breakfast with his son and i can tell you this jim he means business why what did he say it wasn't so much what he said as the way he looked whatever you do will have to be done quickly he is not in a mood to be trifled with you didn't let on anything did you and there was anxiety in his voice of course we didn't tell us jim is the matter settled it soon will be he replied vaguely i have all my plans cut and dried whereby he'll be brought to heel all right then you are not married yet barnes was silent you need not be so close jim said edith there is nothing to make such a fuss about she is not much of a catch anyway and i believe you'll be sorry about the whole business before many months are over don't make any mistake trelawney'll never own you as a son-in-law won't he cried barnes defiantly i'll bet you a five-pound note he will what's that you say jim asked mrs barnes who entered the room at that moment nothing mother i'm only assuring the girls that i can look after my own business i came here to-night just to know if anything had turned up look here mother tell me what was said this morning when colonel trelawney came when barnes left the house half an hour later he expressed himself as more confident than ever that he was master of the situation End of chapter 16